Welcome to the Weekly Word from St. Andrew Lutheran Church in Farmersville, Ohio. This morning, as well as to everyone joining us by video and podcast. There is an addition to our worship service this morning. Our senior choir will be blessing us with an anthem following the creed. All of the kids are invited to God's Kids Club after worship today. We're going to be painting. It's going to be a lot of fun. One announcement which is not in your bulletin is that our church council will be meeting a week from, mon- or a week from tomorrow rather, on Monday the 16th at 7 o'clock p.m. Please let Tom Iser know if you will be able to attend as we require a quorum of at least nine to conduct business and vote on action items. Our monthly fellowship dinner is this Tuesday, the 10th at 6.30 p.m. at Rob's in Brookville. Please feel free to sign up on the bulletin board in the fellowship hall so we can get a count for how many to reserve for. Next week, we will be rejoicing with Lily Miller as she graduates from high school and Callie Miller and Noah Sim as they are confirmed in the Christian faith. Tickets are still available for the spring fling Please see me, Ronnie Dale, or Daryl Weller if you are in need of a ticket. One very important announcement, we have a special gift in the entryway for all the moms who are here with us today. Please be sure to pick yours up on the way out. The other announcements I leave to your own reading. Are there any other announcements for this morning? Let us begin with prayer. O Lord, our maker, redeemer, and comforter, We are assembled in your presence to hear your holy word. We ask you to open our hearts by your Holy Spirit, that through the preaching of your word we may be taught to repent of our sins, to believe on Jesus in life and death, and to grow day by day in grace and holiness. Hear us for Christ's sake. Amen.
grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house, and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. Glory to God in the highest, and peace to his people on earth. Lord, heavenly King, Almighty God and Father, we worship you, we give you thanks for your glory, Lord Jesus Christ, only Son of the Father, Lord God and children's sermon today. What do I have here? Headphones. Yes. And what do we usually use headphones for? Well, I heard music. That's one use. But what, what do we use them for in general? To listen to things. Exactly. More importantly, we use headphones to be able to listen to something very, very closely. Like, if I'm listening to music, or I'm listening to a show, and I want to be able to hear, to hear it clearly and zero in on it, I will put headphones on. That way, I can block out all other distractions or anything else, like this chatter going on here or this noise going on here, that will keep me from listening to what I want to listen to. 
So these headphones are useful to be able to help listen to things clearly. Now, think about a lot about how life is. We, we're usually focused on this thing over here, we have this thing that happens here, and then all of a sudden, we have something that, that pops up that demands our attention right here. It's very hard to focus in on one thing because we have so much else that's going on around us that's distracting us. We have different voices that are saying, listen to me over here, I'm important. Listen to me right here, I'm important. Listen to me right here, I'm important. But there's only one voice that we really need to listen to and zero in on. That's the voice of Jesus. And in a way, we can use headphones to zero in on the voice of Jesus. How's that? Well, not literal headphones, but what we can do is we can say, okay, I'm going to block out all other distractions. I'm going to block out everything else that's making me feel nervous or scared or worried or anything, or, or anything else, and I'm just going to listen to Jesus. When that happens, when we're able to block everything else out, then we are able to pray and ask Jesus for help. We are able to ask him, Jesus, help me to figure out what to do. I need to know how to, how to resolve or, or how to deal with whatever I'm dealing with right now. Help me to figure out how to deal with it. But the key, what we have to do, is block out everything else and be able to listen to Jesus. Everybody repeat after me. Dear Jesus, Dear Jesus help, me to listen to you. help me to listen to you. Amen. First reading is from Acts chapter 13, verses 26 through 33, found on page 1715 in your Pew Bible. <clears throat> Paul said, Brothers, children of Abraham, and you God-fearing Gentiles, it is to us that this message of salvation has been sent. The people of Jerusalem and their rulers did not recognize Jesus. Yet in condemning him, they fulfilled the words of the prophets that are read every Sabbath. Though they found no proper ground for a death sentence, they asked Pilate to have him executed. When they had carried out all that was written about him, they took him down from the tree and laid him in a tomb. But God raised him from the dead, and for many days he was seen by those who had traveled with him from Galilee to Jerusalem. They are now his witnesses to our people. We tell you the good news. What God promised our fathers, he has fulfilled for us, their children, by raising up Jesus. As it is written in the second psalm, you are my son. Today I have become your father. The second reading is in Revelation chapter 7, verses 9 through 17 found on page 1921. After this, I looked, 
And there before me was a great multitude that no one could count, from every nation, tribe, people, and language, standing before the throne and in front of the Lamb. They were wearing white robes, and they were holding palm branches in their hands. And they cried out in a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God, who sits on the throne, and to the Lamb. All the angels were standing around the throne, and around the elders and the four living creatures. They fell down on their faces before the throne and worshipped God, saying, Amen, praise and glory and wisdom and thanks and honor and power and strength be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Then one of the elders asked me, These in white robes, who are they, and where did they come from? I answered, Sir, you know. And he said, These are they who have come out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore, they are before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple. And he who sits on the throne will spread his tent over them. Never again will they hunger. Never again will they thirst. The sun will not beat upon them, nor any scorching heat. For the lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd. He will lead them to springs of living water. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Here ends the reading.
The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 10th chapter, beginning at the 22nd verse. Then came the Feast of Dedication at Jerusalem. It was winter, and Jesus was in the temple area, walking in Solomon's colonnade. The Jews gathered around him, saying, How long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Christ, tell us plainly. Jesus answered, I did tell you, but you do not believe. The miracles I do in my Father's name speak for me, but you do not believe, because you are not my sheep. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. No one can snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and the Father are one. The Gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Dear brothers and sisters, grace and peace be to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. On this Mother's Day, one of the many memories I have of my mom growing up um, was that during the worship service every Sunday, she would make sure I was always singing the hymns and the different parts of the service and doing so out loud. It's largely because of my mom and her insisting that I actively participate in the liturgy and the worship service, that even to this day, I pretty much have the entire LBW memorized, especially the different parts of the worship service we use on certain Sundays, like today. Now last week, I promised to continue talking about the different parts of our worship service and where they come from. As it happens, our hymn of praise, Glory to God, is also a perfect illustration of what we hear in today's second reading in Revelation, which Heather read for us just a few moments ago. Because it is the same sort of song, the multitude is singing around Jesus' throne as they sing his praises. The opening line, glory to God in the highest and peace to his people on earth, like many parts of our worship service, is actually from the Bible. In this case, from Luke 2.14, the song the angels sang to the shepherds, on the night Jesus was born. The text of the actual song we sing dates from about the third century, but again, takes a lot of images directly from the Bible, especially with the descriptions of who God the Father and Jesus are. God the Father is our heavenly king, with his base of operations, if you will, being in heaven. Every blessing we receive, good thing that, that happens, <clears throat> pardon me, that happens to us, Rescue from bad things that happen. Promise to help us and be with us at all times. Comfort in sadness. Healing from sickness. Providing us with all we need to live. All of these things come directly from heaven. Our Father treats everyone equally the same, without any thought of who we may think is, un is deserving or undeserving. In the song, we also praise Jesus for being the Son of the Father, in fact, in today's first reading from Acts, Paul even shows that Jesus is the Son of God the Father, both by quoting Psalm 2 and by reminding us that even though Jesus was put to death, he was raised to life again by the Father, something God had promised centuries before. Jesus is our Lord and the Lamb of God who takes away all our sins and everyone's sins. We ask him to have mercy on us as a reminder that, 
even without our asking to be, he is still merciful to us. Even without us asking Jesus to be, that is. Jesus is still merciful to us. He gives us more than we expect and does so without us having to prove our deserving or worthiness to receive it. We also ask him to receive our prayer, asking him not out of desperation, but out of confidence, confidence that he does indeed receive our prayer. <clears throat> he alone is also the only person, the only human being, who can truly be called holy because he was set apart to live a sinless life, to be able to offer himself as a sacrifice. He alone is the Most High. No other power on this earth, no other authority can claim to have, to have any power or authority over Jesus. Also, this song shows who Jesus claims to be at the end of today's gospel reading. He is the Christ who is one with the Father. He and the Father are one in being divine, immortal, all-glorious, all-powerful, all-knowing, all-seeing, almighty over everything. Then at the very end we sing Amen, which is an ancient word that means, yes, all this is true. This is who we believe Jesus is. And in singing all this, this is what we believe Jesus does for us every single day. Our song of praise is united with the great crowd of people from all over the world, both on earth and in heaven, with whom we share one faith in Jesus as our Lord, God, and Savior. And notice that this multitude is, is indeed made up of a diverse group of people, people from all over the world, of every background, language, experience, and class. People who all have one thing in common, being believers in Jesus. These are people who are all saved in the same way, by being washed in the blood of the Lamb. Nothing they have done has caused them to be saved. Jesus has accomplished it all. In fact, these are people who, by the standards of the world, are considered losers. Probably the majority of people in this crowd were people who hadn't really accomplished anything out of the ordinary in life and weren't all part of a special group. They weren't all part of God's chosen people. Instead, they all were saved only by Jesus. They had even been put to death because they refused to give up their belief in Jesus. But it is a great comfort for us to know that nothing we do in any way affects our being saved. No good works, good behavior, accomplishments, or following rules or laws makes us worthy or deserving to be promised eternal life. God's love for us and our being destined to live with him forever has nothing to do with how we are, but everything to do with who God is. Nothing we do even now affects Jesus' desire to care for us. Jesus is still with us and is on our side, and nothing will ever change that. As we hear in today's gospel reading, Jesus is our shepherd. And as our shepherd, he treats every one of his sheep, 
each one of us and everyone in the world equally the same, with the same amount of equal loving care. <clears throat> Jesus is watching over each and every one of us closely. And so long as we are alive, nothing can separate us from Jesus. Nothing can snatch out us out of his hands because his power is greater than anything. And so we remain in his hands. We remain firm in his hands. We are secure in his care. He is someone we can always depend on to be there for us, to support us, and to lead us gently. Our status remains the same. We are under Jesus' protection, under his constant watchful eye. Now, this is not something that is meant to make us feel afraid, intimidated, or paranoid, as in always, always thinking, oh, Jesus is watching over me. I better be a good person. I better not screw up or Jesus is going to punish me. We were probably raised that way, or at least we got that, we got that idea into our heads somewhere along the way. But nothing could be further from the truth. This is, this does, this is not something that is meant to be afraid, but instead comforting that Jesus is always watching over us. It means he is always paying attention to us and whatever's going on with us. Deep down inside, if you think about it, we all want someone to pay attention to us. We all, we all just want to know we're not being ignored and our struggles are acknowledged as being real. We don't want to be dismissed, to be told to get over it or get used to it, to be told we're making too big a deal out of what we're going through, or to be told there's something wrong with us because we're suffering what we're suffering. We want someone to take us seriously, to meet us where we are, and actually help us by taking control of whatever we're going through. That's exactly what Jesus does for us. He takes us and all our worries and problems seriously and takes control of them. Just as he took on the sins and sufferings of everyone in the world and died on the cross to wash them away with his blood, he takes on all our present sufferings and heals them. He hears and answers our prayers, even when we don't know exactly what to pray for or how to pray for it. Whether we pray out loud or pray silently in our hearts, Jesus still hears us, even listens to the deepest thoughts of our hearts, and understands what we are trying to say. Even if we don't ask for anything specific, Jesus still knows what we need and he answers us. To go back to the headphones from the children's sermon, we, <clears throat> we, are to, we are to block out all other voices and everything else which would distract us from hearing Jesus so that we can be able to hear Jesus and believe that whenever we ask him for help, whenever we pray to him for any reason, he always answers our prayer. Furthermore, whenever we wonder in what direction we are headed, 
we can once more look at the vision of the great multitude of people surrounding Jesus' throne, singing his praises day and night. The great multitude of which we will all someday be a part. Each one of us will be part of that crowd, living with Jesus forever and singing his praises. Jesus is bringing us to a place, to his home, to heaven, where we will be free of suffering, where all the tears we have to cry because of fear, anxiety, frustration, or sadness will all be wiped away. There will be only joy and happiness in heaven because we will all be with Jesus. Every conflict we are going through will be resolved, and every illness we are having to suffer will be healed. Those who hunger and thirst, especially those who lack food, drink, or anything else needed for this life, will be provided for and will be satisfied. Those who hunger and thirst for freedom from addiction, rescue from abuse, healthy friendships and relationships, unity in families and communities will be satisfied. And even so, we pray in the Lord's Prayer that God will be done on earth as it is in heaven. These are not things which we will have to wait for until we get to heaven to experience. These are things which can happen here and now because Jesus answers our prayers. He takes us seriously, resolves our problems, satisfies our needs, comforts us, and wipes away our tears and everything which is causing them now. But the key is to be able to listen. Communication goes both ways. Jesus hears us, but we are also to hear Jesus. I've talked before about certain messages which are the voice of Jesus and which are the voice of the devil and how important it is for us to be able to listen carefully and figure out which one is which. Just to review, any voice which comforts us, encourages us, and reminds us that we are unconditionally loved is the voice of Jesus. Any voice which does or says the opposite is the voice of the devil. Unfortunately, there are many vo voices which, on the surface, may sound logical and reasonable, but which try to force us to focus on the seeming hopelessness in front of us now, but which are ultimately destructive. These are the voices of the devil. These are the voices which say, there is no hope in this world. There is no hope for anybody because of the war that, which continues to go on between Ukraine and Russia, because of the current debate over what is happening in the Supreme Court, because of many other things which are happening right now, where, which would basically try to convince us that everything is doomed. But brothers and sisters, in Jesus, none of this is true. Instead, whenever we feel beaten down or discouraged, we can pray to Jesus. We can pray for the ability to block out all other voices and zero in on Jesus' voice instead. How can we do that? By stopping, 
taking a deep breath, closing our eyes, and asking Jesus for help. A prayer doesn't have to be in a long paragraph or using multisyllabic words. It only has to be a genuine cry for help from the heart. Even though we still face trouble every day, we can still believe Jesus is both reigning supreme in heaven and is here with us now. We know where we're going because Jesus has already made us ready to get there. And with confidence, we can truly sing that all glory belongs to God and we have peace and comfort because he is our loving, caring shepherd. And now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Now together let us confess our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. 
I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. You may be seated for our senior choir anthem.
thank you to our choir. Please feel free to place your offering in either one of the plates at the back of the sanctuary. We wish to let our visitors and guests know that you are under no obligation to give. This service is our gift to you. Set free from captivity to sin and death, we pray to the God of resurrection for the church, people in need, and all of creation. Gentle shepherd, enable your church to respond to the voice of Jesus. Give us unfailing trust, unafraid to join Jesus' work of renewing all things. Lord, in your mercy, warm the hearts of all who celebrate and all who mourn on Mother's Day. We thank you for all mothers who give and serve selflessly day after day. Bless them for the important role they play in the lives of their children and family members. Bless them, their children, and their families abundantly, and meet their every need. Give them health and strength to care for their loved ones. Accompany those yearning to be mothers. Help us to heal from broken family relationships, and open us to receive your nurturing love from all, from all who serve in mothering roles in our lives. Lord, in your mercy, seek out those who weep while they are awaiting healing or consolation. Set people in their path who can provide the care they need and wipe away every tear from their eyes. We especially pray for all those whom we name silently in our hearts. Lord, in your mercy, enfold us in the great multitude of saints from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages. Wash us in your saving grace every day, guiding us to your waters of life. And today we give you thanks for the lives of Phil Thomas and Keith Hilsman. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend ourselves and all for whom we pray trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
go in peace, serve the Lord. Thanks be to God. To subscribe to the Weekly Word, please visit your favorite podcast provider. May God bless you now and all.